Welcome to Climate Quickies, bite-sized nuggets of climate goodness from our 10x London experts in under five minutes. In this week's Quickie, we speak to Justin Warland, senior correspondent at Time magazine covering climate change. He shares what it's like to be a climate journalist, the most impactful stories he's covered, and some of the dangers involved in this sort of work. Let's head over to Justin to tell us more. Stay curious. My name is Justin Warland. I'm a climate journalist at Time magazine. I write about climate change and uh, basically how it shapes our world. The role of a climate journalist is like any other journalist in the sense that we're trying to inform the world on the topic that we cover, in this case, climate change and uh, the urgent crisis that we face. Uh, climate journalists are, you know, depending on who you are, digging through reports, talking to people who are uh, in the, you know, facing uh, severe environmental challenges, talking to policymakers, talking to activists, really trying to piece together all the pieces of the climate story and, and tell them in a way that the public can understand and, and hopefully uh, we'll use that information to, you know, uh, engage with policymakers to, to be involved themselves in, in figuring out uh, how we tackle climate change. I have the luxury of being able to cover a really diverse range of stories. Uh, some of the ones that I think are most impactful are ones where I go into a community, uh, tell a story that maybe hasn't really been told, something that's really you know influencing people on the ground and uh, just hasn't been picked up by national media. So that's that's one kind. The other thing is really finding ways to explain really important things like, say, big legislation or big global policy moves and finding ways to tell those stories in a way that the average person can understand. So I think impact can come in lots of different ways. I think about sort of those two buckets, on the ground stories, and then just explaining really big things to everyday people. I love to get out on the road to talk to people, to, to see what's happening in communities. And I think there's really like a diverse array of stories that haven't been told. It, it's striking. I spent time earlier this year in San Diego, uh, which is, you know, a big American city, uh, looking at a hundred plus billion dollar plan to revamp their transportation uh, system that really hadn't gotten much coverage, but was about to reshape the lives of people on the ground. And I found that, you know, when I thoughtfully wrote about that, there was a huge amount of engagement, you know, funny enough, from people in San Diego who just hadn't seen that coverage really in their local media. The other really important thing to me is finding stories from people of color, uh, uh, groups, people who are, um, you know, live in poverty, stories that haven't been told because people are just sidelined and finding ways to elevate those stories. And so I was in Alabama, uh, I guess two months ago, talking to people in a community uh, that have uh, sanitation issues where uh, basically whenever it rains and it's raining more there, um, their pipes back up and they have to deal with uh, you know, sanitation, basically, in, issues in their, inside their homes. So really finding any way to get into community, talk about things that people aren't talking about, uh, and elevate those stories is important to my work. There's this big debate about what kind of stories are the best climate stories. 
And really, my experience has been that good stories are the best climate stories, that people are actually engaged and interested in, in anything, um, if you can find the right way to tell that story, right? So it's not that they're bored by policy. It's not that they want to be scared or they're afraid of being scared. All of these stories have valuable and they're all are, have value and they're all true. Uh, you just have to find the right way to tell them. And so, you know, I, I go back always to this example from 2019 when uh, I wrote a story about a border carbon adjustment, literally the most boring sounding thing possible. And it was our second most read climate story of the year. A ton of people read it. It's all about finding an interesting way to tell it. There's a range of challenges that a climate journalist might face. I mean, first off, journalism is a really challenging industry. Uh, it's a challenging industry uh, to get people to pay attention. It's a challenging industry to navigate various uh, media outlets and, and demands. Um, it's challenging to communicate on climate specifically because climate is something that isn't inherently grabby for people. So that's a big challenge. You know, I'll say I, I personally um, haven't experienced too much of this, but for a lot of uh, climate journalists, particularly uh, in the global south, in places like the Amazon, where they're trying to unearth uh, stories about uh, about wrongdoing, there's there is a a threat to life and and well being, and so um, you know the, the gamut runs really from the the more uh, quotidian challenges of communication to the uh, the really life threatening challenges of of you know um, trying to do your job. first thing I would say to anybody who's interested in getting involved in climate journalism is to, to do the craft, right? To be a journalist. So if you find ways to write stories, get them published, uh, that's the first thing that, that you need to do, um, you know, if you're, especially if you're going to be a, a written word journalist. And then, of course, to, to learn, to be curious, to uh, have this sort of information in your back pocket that's going to inform uh, the work that you would do. I think that's always going to be an asset as a journalist. Be curious and... Uh, and be informed. Thanks for listening to this quickie. This episode was created by our superstar podcast team at TEDx London and supported by our headline partner, the global bank, City. Until next time, stay curious.